y'all welcome back to another episode of smoke screen podcast it's your partner 91 smoke it's your boy smoke on this beautiful monday morning june 21st listen y'all check out big3rollup.com for all your content and merchandise needs also check out the big three roll up network on all your social media platforms man something for every walk of life we got you covered every podcast content we got you covered bro i promise you i will not lie to you I ain't going to do no check-in today, man. I got a very special episode, man. I got Chef Rebecca Manders of the Refire Culinary Institute. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about the institute and um, the organization she founded, and also the Tallahassee Food Truck Association, something that's big here around Tallahassee. You around the city, man, you know them food trucks be around. They be around, dog. And she started an association that assisted them and helped them stay able to be you know, be around Tallahassee, man. So I have her on to speak about the organizations that she uh that she has. And um, one thing that draw me to this organization is um every everyday things happen in life. You know, we think that's the end of our book. You know, we think it's all it's the end of the world, right? But um one thing refire is about is if you know if life threw you something that made you think that was the end of your book, refire is there to help people assist them and let them know that that wasn't the end of your book. As long as you can say good morning, your ink is still wet on that pen. You still got pages to write, and that's what Refire is all about. And um, once again, I want to thank uh, Chef Rebecca Manders for coming on. And I'm not gonna be on. This ain't gonna be no ending to it. Uh, so you, once I get off of here, I'm gonna do a little song, and then it's gonna go into the uh to the interview, man. So uh, I want to appreciate y'all for listening to this episode, man. This is a great episode. Very, very, very informative, man. Good stuff. I appreciate y'all for listening, man. Love y'all. y'all welcome back man welcome back uh so today i got a very special episode um and i have a refire with refire culinary i have rebecca kelly manders so Ms. manders if you want to introduce yourself um, thanks so much um my name is chef rebecca kelly manders and i'm the founder and director of the refire culinary program and uh can you explain what uh to the listeners what about your company and your organization Absolutely. So Refire Culinary is an eight week training program for anybody with a felony conviction. And what we do is we get them uh, equipped with basic kitchen skills. We teach them food safety and sanitation, get them certified and empower them to get jobs in the hospitality industry to help lower the recidivism rate in, uh, in the Tallahassee area. Um, I myself have two felony convictions, so I know how hard it is to get a job. 
when you have to explain something you did 15, 20 years ago, or even 15, 20 months ago, um, when all you want to do is put your past behind you and move forward. Uh, and the hospitality industry is a great fit because um, we don't care uh, where you've been. We just care that you show up and, and you come to work and, and that you put your best foot forward every day. Uh, so refire is kind of uh, the, the launching point for that for a lot of people. And refire itself, the word is a kitchen slang term. It means to correct a mistake. So it's, you know, when somebody comes back and they say, hey, I need you to refire this plate for this table. You've got to do it right. You've got to do it quick and you've got to do it with perfection. So that's, you know, what what I try and help my students do, just kind of refire their lives. Yeah, um, that, that, that answers the next question. Because I was going you know, to ask you uh, where the name came from. That's a good name. That's a that's a pretty cool name and it rolls it rolls off the tongue then you the normal person would have thought refire means like with the shelf and cooking but i didn't know that was the actual term that uh yep. chefs use actual term yep it's pretty neat um can you talk about some of the programs that you work with across the county and you're located you're out of based out of tallahassee out of leon county correct yes yeah we're based out of tallahassee we are actually housed in the big bend homeless coalition hope community and Hope Community is an emergency shelter for families with children experiencing homelessness. So it's a, a win-win situation between my program and Big Ben Homeless Coalition because all of the food that we prepare and create in the ReFire program goes back to feed the, uh, the families that are residing at the shelter. So we're feeding homeless families um, at the same time. Everybody, you know, my students are learning a skill. Um, we work really closely with a lot of the halfway houses here in town, uh, like the Mercy House, the Joseph House, um, Good Samaritan, um, Living Harvest. We also do a lot of work with the Department of Corrections. We work a lot with um, the uh, reentry specialist for this circuit. Her name's Avis Woods, and she's referred a lot of students to us. Um, we work with federal probation officers like Jessica Satterfield is uh, the reentry um, supervisor for this area, and we've gotten a lot of uh, students from her. Um, and a lot of people think that's kind of like a, you know, a, a, an oxymoron for a reentry program to work that closely with a law enforcement contingency. Um, but those people have, you know, my students' best interests at heart. They don't yeah. want to see them go back. They don't, they don't want to have to to deal with that. Um, they want to see them succeed and move on. Um, we also do a lot of uh, a lot of work with um, the uh with with some work with disc village um we've also had some students come from other recovery programs in the area um but a lot of actually a lot of who i work with is just referred from former students um i i get a lot of um our client base a lot of our student applications come from people who knew somebody who graduated from the program and they heard how you know how it helped them and so in turn they're trying to spread the word and help their friends and family and and you know people in their community so we work we we're willing to work with just about anybody who has the best interest of our students at heart and you know our mission is to to end recidivism in our in our area you know recidivism is the the, the rate that people return to the criminal justice system and in leon county it's at 26 percent mm -hmm. um so 26 percent of the people that come out end up going back in uh, for our graduates, it's only 11%. So, you know, something's working and we're just trying to make sure that we keep doing what's working. Yes, well, yeah, that's, 
That's good. That was another question. That's one thing when I was uh, researching, I was like, man, I heard, I saw an interview that you did. Well, I think it might've been a promotion and uh, you were speaking about the recidivism rate. And I was wondering, I was like, man, I, I would really like to know what's um, the numbers of the uh, the company's uh, recidivism rate, but that's pretty good. Um, I know it's jumping around, but I was watching a video um, that you have on YouTube. I've been posting it on my Twitter account, um, some of your videos, um, but I was watching one and the um, individuals that pass your class, they are actually getting great jobs. Like I was on, um, I think on um, one lady, I forgot her name. She works with Gaston County um, Correction uh, Facility yep. now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's, that's Jefferson pretty County. Sure. Yeah, Jefferson yeah. County, yeah. That's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, that's, pretty that's Tisha. Yeah, she's yeah. done. She was actually in our very first class. Yeah, right. and she's done amazing things since she's graduated. She's worked um, with the Florida Rights Restoration Council. She's spoken on the steps of the Capitol about um, getting uh, rights restoration for those who've completed their sentences. Uh, and now she's, you know, working in her dream has always been to be able to go back and work in the institution so she can help give back and help be that um, that that person that says, hey, I got out, I've moved on, you can too. And that's that's one of the things I love about her is her passion to give back, not just to her family, but to her community and to, and to those that are in similar situations that she was in. Um, do you, is there many uh, organizations like yours in the city or in the state of Florida? Do you see any? I'm actually uh, the only organization like mine in the state of Florida that I'm aware of. There is one other oh. training program in Central Florida that's run by um, by a Second Harvest affiliate um, that will take people with felony convictions, but you have to be so many years removed from it and you have to go through a process. But there's no other program in the state of Florida designed to help formerly incarcerated individuals or people who have had um, you know experience in the criminal justice program. Uh, there was when I started the idea for Refire in 2015. Uh, my research led me to Robert Egger, who is the founder of a program in uh, Washington D.C. called the D.C. Central Kitchen, and that that um, program has been around for decades. And it is their kitchen is completely staffed and and run by formerly incarcerated individuals, and they do catering and provide meals uh, after school meals and aftercare meals and meals on wheels and all kinds of things and their program is very very structured and i i talked i spoke with him and talked about his model and talked about the employment the employment aspect and how important it was for people to be able to gain these skills and get jobs um and he he was an he was an incredible resource for me in the planning uh and then i found a place in cleveland called edwin's uh, that's run by uh, by a guy named Brandon uh, Brandon uh, Krasowski, who is uh, a person who has had his own share of, of involvement in the criminal justice system, and he actually they run a, a three star fine dining restaurant in Shaker Square in downtown uh, Cleveland that is completely run and staffed by formerly incarcerated individuals. And I, I tease him, I tell him he's going to become the mayor of Shaker Square because now they have a bakery, a deli. Um, the fine dining restaurant, the whole, I mean, he's, he's, he's got the hustle, you know, he's, he's got the hustle for sure. Um, because, you know, I always, I always tell my students, the dream is free, but the hustle sold separately. You got to get out there and get what you want. And, yeah. You know, we, we know what we did to get where we are and, you know, we can still hustle. You just got to hustle inside the lines, you know, yes, um, 
but I, I spoke with him and he actually came down to Florida and spent some time with me um, and spoke at our very first fundraiser. He, who was a, he spoke virtually at our fundraiser this year uh, and we showed, there's a short film about Edwin's called Knife Skills um, that we showed at our virtual fundraiser this year. And um, so those were kind of my mentors. You know, these were the programs that were successful that I modeled refire after their programs um, are much longer uh, there's are six months um, and it, whereas mine is only two months mm -hmm. um, but you know we're we want to grow and we want to do everything we can to help as many people as we possibly can so yeah i'm the young, i'm the only game in town as far you know as far mm -hmm. as i found i haven't found anybody else doing what i'm doing and in the state as well that's i i was thought yeah. it would be more in the state wow you would yeah but my you know one day when i i was joking you know, one day when i grow up it'd be great to have a bunch of a bunch of refires all over the place because tallahassee is small potatoes compared to you know hillsborough county miami-dade mm -hmm. you know and 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 we know over 1100 citizens return to leon county every year from our prison system so if it's 1100 coming back here you know how many thousands are returning to the tampa area yeah. to the miami area to jacksonville to orlando to major metropolitan cities that have a huge tourism and hospitality industry you know my you know oh. my 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 goal is to be able to replicate and help as many people as i can because the model works and uh we've got you know we've we've been doing this since october of 2017 We've had 68 students and 54 graduates with a recidivism rate of 11%. So it's, you know, 93% of my students are employed in the hospitality industry within 30 days of graduation. So it's, it's working. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's amazing. Um, what, what drives you to keep going with this? I know you said all that, that, that right there drives you, everything that you, you just said, but what drives you? <laughs> you know, honestly, um, it's it's not easy. It's 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 a hard it's a hard job, and um, I I do it because I do it for a couple of reasons. I do it for a couple of selfish reasons that drive me because somebody gave me a chance, you know. And I my uh, my first arrest was in 1995, and um, and somebody gave me a chance after that somebody looked at me and said you know there are bad people who do bad things and there are good people who do stupid things and i think you're a good person who did a stupid thing and um you know it i have this um i have this this feeling that it's it's my responsibility to to make sure that as many people as possible have that have that opportunity to prove this system wrong because it was given to me um a lot of days it, and we're a very small program it's my i'm the i'm the founder the director the head dishwasher the instructor um uh, up until uh up until recently i was the the case manager and i am a classically trained chef i'm not a social worker <laughs> and i you know i don't do social work stuff really well so i was able to bring on a uh, a social worker uh, so it's just two of us um and, and it makes it really difficult because everybody's got something. Um, but when I get those phone calls, you know, like I ran into a graduate in Publix yesterday and he just came up to me and gave me a big hug. And he was like, chef, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Things are going great. I'm working, I got all my stuff together. I'm finally gonna get my GED classes done. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, my job is great. Everything's awesome. 
I, it's just so good to see you, see you so I could tell you all this. And, you know, another graduate called me a couple of days ago just to check in, just to say, hey, I just want you to know I got a raise at work and, you know, things are going, things are going really well. And even the ones that come by and just stop in and say, hey, things aren't going so well. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a, in a, in a jam and here's, here's what I need, you know, to know that, that, that this program's provided them a resource that they know they can always turn to, um, instead of, you know, making the easy decisions that may have gotten them in trouble in the first place. You know, they say, no, let me, let me talk to chef. Let me talk to, to my people that are here to support me to see what I can do to stay in those, you know, keep my hustle in the, in the, in the lanes and, and do what I know is right and not just what's easy and not just, not just to, you know, make a quick buck to, to do what I need. You know, if it's, you know, if it's, I need medicine or I need money for gas, or I need a bus pass, or, you know, we've, we've got resources. We can help people get those, you know, those ends met without them having to you know, do it outside of the outside of the law and violate their probation and end up being back, you know, in confinement because nobody wants that. The food's not good and the outfits are horrible. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Man, I'm still I, I'm still messed up by you being the only uh, like business like organization like this in Florida. That's that's amazing, man. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Like I, I see that um I was doing some more research today and um I saw that you were uh you helped with the Tallahassee Food Truck Association. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit? Yes. Uh yeah. So in 2011, I opened a food truck uh, called Street Chefs. Um, it was you know it had been kind of uh, a a dream of mine to have my own restaurant uh, and having a food truck is the, the affordable way to do that. Um. And I was the fourth gourmet style food truck to open up in Tallahassee. And right around the time that I opened up, um, some food truck events were really getting started, uh, like Food Truck Thursday. And mm -hmm. um, food trucks were opening up left and right, like every month. There were there were three and four new trucks opening up. And really quickly, we realized that um, we needed to have uh, a way for new trucks to come in and talk to trucks that had been offering for a little while and get some of that that mentoring, that networking, um, collaborate, because the food truck industry is the only aspect of the restaurant industry I've ever been exposed to where collaboration beats competition. You know, because if I go and I set up my truck all by myself, you know, I might make three or $400, but if I go and set up my truck with four or five other trucks, you know, everybody's gonna make more money because it's like, well, I might not want grilled cheese from street chefs, but I might want Maduro's and, and tacos from El Criollo, or I might want pizza from the pizza truck. You know, everybody, there's a little bit of something for everybody. So we, we formed the Food Truck Association to um, keep Food Truck Thursday rolling and to get information to other food trucks and to help that industry grow. Because at the time, it was the fastest growing at, um, sector of the restaurant industry in the state of Florida. It, it grew over 62% in uh, 2012, 62% growth just in food trucks in Florida. Um, we encompassed 10% of the state's restaurants in 2012. 
So that was, I mean, it was, it was a massive explosion in the industry. Uh, and we were able through the Food Truck Association to speak to the city commission and get, um, you know, get some of the regulations uh, changed in Tallahassee and got them to open the food truck court downtown. So we had a location downtown where multiple trucks could, could set up. Um, we've become, you know, kind of like the cornerstone of some of the larger events in town, like first Friday at Railroad Square. Mm -hmm. um, we're really hopeful now that we're kind of coming to the other side of COVID that Food Truck Thursday is going to come back really soon um, because that's a great night, you know, down at Lake Ella. Yeah. Um, it's it's just uh, an incredible aspect of the restaurant industry. And in fact, Refire um, was, was given a food truck. We have a food truck and we've spent the last um, year and a half like kind of working on it and just, you know, tinkering with it because we, our plans were to open it up last year, but, you know, 2020 had other plans for everybody so we just took yeah. that time to kind of you know set it on the side but you know the goal for refire is to to become completely uh, a complete self-sufficient social enterprise where we don't have to worry about grant funding and we don't have to worry about you know the kindness of people donating to the program where we're operating uh, our food truck our restaurant our catering business and that revenue is what's keeping the program tuition free for the students because that's the the other beautiful thing about our program is it does not cost one penny for any of our students to go through the program and in fact they get paid um, for every hour they work in the kitchen so it's 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 you know that's, the way it should be you know so that's they, you know i got i got goals man i got goals yeah. you were saying edwin's gonna have a statue to him uh mayor you I can see it already. Not gonna wood. I can see it already, man. Cause One day. like food um food truck Friday, um, uh, like uh first Friday, I was telling my wife, make sure uh because fourth of July, I think, is on a Sunday or something. And I know the second is yeah, fourth on, of July is on a Sunday this year. Yeah, and I know the second is gonna be the first Friday. So I was like, hey, you know, we might need yep. to go down there because we used to like going there um before COVID and everything. We like to go down the first Friday down yeah. in, uh and they built up all that hotel and everything, so I'm ready to see everything down there on railroad yeah. square so yeah man um how did, did there's COVID, a lot happening yeah there is a lot happening around here in tallahassee especially around in that area down there um and with football and stuff about to pick up absolutely and, and things opening up that's going to be in mm -hmm. cascade um with the new building and the hotel and everything i know that area is going to be yep huge um because my, my wife once again she knows someone that owns a food truck i forgot the name of it but i know it's yellow and she actually assisted them um one thursday out there in lake ella i forgot it's a um it's a taco a mexican um stand um but yeah she worked out there with them but so yeah i'm pretty familiar with the food trucks and everything yeah um, yeah i actually thought about doing my own barbecue i used to like the barbecue a lot so I looked at buying a um a barbecue, <laughs> a barbecue thing, but I was like, it's twenty two. They they make them huge out there in Texas. It's like it's twenty two thousand dollars. It's like that's, that's amazing. That's crazy. It's a lot. Yeah, and, um, that's but that's a small fraction of what it costs to open a a brick and mortar restaurant. Because you open a brick and mortar restaurant, you're gonna spend three or four hundred thousand dollars easily. So yeah. you know, for you a lot make, of people, that's how they get in their foot in the door. Do you make the same amount of money? Can you get to make almost the same amount of money with a food truck as with a, um, a restaurant? I mean, it, you, there are plenty of trucks. Not, I don't think you can do it in Tallahassee, but mm -hmm. I mean, you can pay the bills. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, it's, it's, you know, in a lot of, uh, a lot of places like Atlanta, 
um, Los Angeles, Austin, uh, where food trucks are are really popular and really like all over the place. Um, there are there are fleets. There are there are food trucks that have you know companies that have multiple trucks, and they are they are making they're making brick and mortar style money. money. But yeah, there comes a lot of heartache and a lot of headache that comes with that too. So it's yeah. just, it's a, it's a business like everything else and you've got to manage your bottom line. So. And did COVID affect the, um, the organization any refire any? COVID had, a, had an effect on refire, um, but, but we didn't stop. Uh, we, we shifted gears. We made adjustments. We, we had started, um, we actually had just graduated a class on, um, in March uh, of last year, mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget because March 13th was a Friday and uh, Mayor Daly had hired, um, hired us to do uh, a catering in his house. It was, a, it was myself and one of my graduates and he was just beside himself. Trey was just, he was just so, he was like, I can't believe I'm cooking in the mayor's house. And I'm like, I'm not telling you, man, it's, it's all good. <laughs> and then that you know that monday like everything started shutting down and um we had a, a class that was starting a week after and we we went on with class we started taking precautions you know um and we limited the number of people usually the maximum number of people we can take in a class is 12 so we limited it to six so that we could make sure everybody was socially distant and made everybody wear a mask and did temperature checks um but the shelter, you know, the Hope community did not shut down. And in fact, it made it made the students even more necessary because we stopped all volunteers coming on campus. So um, we we were now responsible for every meal of every single day, 90 meals a month, three meals a day, seven days a week. Um, and usually we're only responsible for about 75% of the meals because we have volunteer groups that come in, you know, churches and civic organizations that come in to cook a meal for the residents. Um, but our, our students stepped up and we, we maintained and we fed all of those people that were still, you know, living at the shelter and we did it safely. And, um, you know, knock on wood, we only had one, um, one student in the uh, last class of the year test positive for COVID, uh, and that was and that was it. You know, everyone was really we were really grateful. Um, we we just kept you know we did what we had to do, but you know, uh, a lot of you know a lot of people don't realize that we we are housed in in Hope community, so we those the residents there still have to eat. Um, so it was really good for our students, and no one. Um, that graduated in uh, in the COVID classes, as I call them. No one who graduated in the COVID cohort um, went without a job. Everyone was getting hired because all of the restaurants, you know, the initial like six weeks yeah. um, of the pandemic, you know, everybody kind of stopped. But then everybody started to shift and pivot to a delivery only, a takeout only concept, and that model is even more difficult to run than a traditional restaurant because with a traditional restaurant you, know, you have that hostess who can mm -hmm. help control the flow 
you know, you go in and they say, okay, we're going to seat you. And even if there's open tables, you know, they're timing it. It's, that's their job is to time how people get sat so the kitchen doesn't get overwhelmed. Yeah, DoorDash doesn't care. You know, Bite Squad doesn't care. You, you, play, you place that order and it goes in. And so the kitchen, you know, the kitchen crew is getting slammed. And, the, you know, that's, and that's how a lot of my friends who stayed in the industry who work in restaurants were like, Man, give me give me full dining service over to over takeout any day because it's just it just doesn't stop. So all of my graduates uh, in 2020 were able to almost immediately find work. Um, and, you know, walking out of our program with that certification in food safety, going to that restaurant saying, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Um, we give them a professional knife kit. We give them a chef's coat. We we they use professional uh, grade textbooks that like I used in culinary school. Um, you know, it, and I remind them, you're, you're going for the job you want. You dress for the job you want. You know, we all want to be managers one day. We all want to be the one in charge because that's where the big paycheck is. You got to get yeah. there. You got to show them that you're worth it. And then every single one of them has. So it's, it's been, it's been awesome. Last year was rough, but we made it through. <laughs> that's amazing like i feel like your, your stone is they're picking out your stone right now to put up in in the plaza in, in cleveland plaza for you uh <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so um when i when i like to when i like to cook because I, I consider myself a little mini chef um i'm not gonna give myself a full title i like to listen to music do you have before we get off of here do you have uh, any type of music you like to, like to listen to why you cook? Um, I, I actually, my favorite, uh, usually uh, I'll put Pandora or, or like internet radio on um, mm -hmm. in the kitchen. And I love, I love cooking to like classic Motown to like right. 60s, 70s Motown, maybe some eight, maybe even some 80s R&B. You just, I mean, you know, I, I love I love cooking to like Otis Redding and Sam Cooke and Stevie Wonder and yeah. Diana Ross and, um, you know, even getting into, you know, even getting into the 80s into like, um, you know, like classic, classic hip hop, like Run DMC and um, MC Light and Queen Latifah and like LL Cool J. I love uh, that because that music is so it's so full of energy and it's so even even the slow songs will make you move, you know, it's. Um, but my, I, I will let my students choose channels. Like when they're chef of the day, I'll let mm -hmm. them choose channels, but, um, we always end up gravitating back to that, to there's a channel on the internet radio called soul town. It's like soul town and the groove. They're like, yeah, right next to each other. Ex, yeah. Those are, those are the two channels that yeah. we, that we listen to more than anything else. So yeah, yeah like but the, music you have to have music in the kitchen if it's too quiet it's it's no it doesn't work if it's too quiet you have to have music yeah i have like to. The, i usually like to listen to um he's a chef too um action bronson so whenever i'm in the kitchen i have to cut on action bronson i'm from up in new york and i have mm. to and i get down get down with the get down um but um before we get off can you let everyone know where they can um find your your organization information and how they can assist and help you Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're on Instagram and we're on Facebook, Refire Culinary. If you want to check us out, see what we're doing. Um, you can always take a look at our website. That's refireculinary.org. 
Um, it's really easy to make a donation. Uh, your donations go a long way because we are mostly funded through uh, catering revenue and donations and a small grant that we get from United Way. Um, that's also where you can find out information about applying. Uh, if you know someone or uh, you are interested in applying and qualify for the program, applications are on that website as well, refireculinary.org. All right. And um, Chef, before we get off, what, what song you want to close us out with? Oh, man. You know, let's just do some higher ground. Let's, that's what we're all trying to get to, some Stevie Wonder higher ground. All right. I appreciate y'all for checking out Smoke Screen Podcast, man. Love y'all. Take it easy. Stop, 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 stop.